Hello, I'm Deanna Heron, host of the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. Have you ever wanted to do something bold, like start a business, write a book, or go for your dream job? This show was created for women just like you who want to be bold, shine bright with grace. My goal is to educate you, inspire you, and empower you with ideas that can transform your life. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron Podcast Show at DeannaHeron.net. Hello and welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. This is Deanna Heron, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I want to add value to you and I truly believe that in this walk of life, we learn and we grow. And my goal is to help women become their whole self, the person that they were created to be. I always look for women to interview that have really done that walk, that walk of personal growth and development and have a level of success under their belt. So our guest today happens to be my oldest daughter, Emily Woolley, and I'm going to just do a little bit of bragging on her. Um, Emily has my grandbabies, of course, um, Gray and Mac. But what I love about what, what Emily is about is she exemplifies what grit is. She has this no matter what attitude that I love. She started real estate in 2015, and I'm gonna have her share with you how, how that passion developed. But she started real estate in 2015 in that first year, she did 2.5 million in sales. What I'm so proud of is five years later, this year, she actually had a $3 million month. So absolutely amazing. And it's because of her stick to itness. So Emily, I am so proud of you. And I am, I am honored to have you on this podcast I love your story, and I think you will add so much to our audience. So tell everyone a little bit about you. Well, goodness, thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's so cool to get to see um, whenever people's dreams collide with um, what they were born to do and what they were designed to do. And so to get to be asked today to be on your show is just such an honor. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, I, like Deanna said, have been in real estate for about five years. Um, I've got two precious little boys, um, Gray and Mac, um, who are 10 and six years old. Uh, my husband and I have been married for 12 years. I think you kind of lose count after a little while, but we've been married um, almost 12 years. Um, but we were high school sweethearts and um, have been together for a really, really long time and just grew up together. And so we're, we grew up together as kids and we're doing life together now um, as adults. Um, prior to real estate, I worked in the nonprofit sector and I really thought that is where I would stay. I thought higher education, nonprofit would be the, the path that I would take um, into adulthood into my career. And God had a lot of other changes for me. And so um, I, I switched gears um, about five years ago and know that everything that I did prior to what I'm doing now was preparing me for what I'm doing now. 
Absolutely. I think that's, that's, you know, every little step along the way, people really, you know, they, we really think, gosh, I haven't found my, my passion or my purpose. And it's every step of the way that's leading you to what you were created to be. How, how did you develop that passion for real estate? So it's kind of silly because it really started out as a child. Um, we didn't have cable until I think I was like, I don't know, six or seven. And so on Saturday mornings, my dad and I would watch this old house with Bob Villa or Bob Villa. <laughs> um, and we would watch, we would watch it together. Um, I thought it was really cool how um, people were restoring old houses. And I thought it was really neat that we got to go inside other people's homes. And I thought, well, how cool would that be as a job? And so um, it was something that I always wanted to do. Um, I think I was probably a little bit chicken to do it. It's very unconventional from the way that I was raised and the way that um, other family members around me worked. And, um, you know, going out and, and working in a job like that just was a lot different than what everybody else was doing and what the norm was. So it was something that I just kind of put aside thought, oh yeah, maybe one day when my kids are grown and I need a hobby, I'll do it. Never really knowing what it could turn into and that it could be a huge business. Um, and so something that I always had in the back of my mind. And I remember waking up one morning, it was in January and um, we had just had a baby and I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to sign up and take my classes. And I signed up to take classes. I took classes and it was something that came very, very easily to me. And I took my test and I passed my test and I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess this is what I'm going to do. And so one thing just kind of led to another and here I am today. That's awesome, Emily. You know, I have never heard that story about that you've had that in the back of your mind to do for years because you watched a TV show. Um, I've never heard that story. That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, so how, just if you could share with everybody, um, the purpose of this show is to teach women how to be bold in who they are, to allow their light to shine and to be able to give themselves grace and grace of others. How have you in real estate pushed through to allow yourself to be bold? So I, I think um, for a woman um, being in a business that is primarily dominated by men um, was a really hard thing for me to overcome because I had a lot of insecurities around that, that only the successful people were men. Um, and so that just, that simply isn't true. And so I started taking, um, some classes around mindset. Um, I started working with a coach and, um, was able to line out what some of my goals were. And my coach started having me dream and started having me think very future oriented rather than right now oriented. And so it really pushed me to a limit that I had never explored before. I was always very goal oriented. I mean, my whole life 
if I, if I come up with a goal, I'm going to not only hit it, but I'm going to smash it and break through the, another ceiling. And for me, I had to take real estate on in a very similar way. Um, it, it was something that did come naturally to me and yet it was still very hard. I had never built a business. I'd always worked for other people. I'd always had a boss before, I had always worked a job where you reported at eight and you left at five and whatever you didn't get done during the day, you took home to finish, um, you know, in the evening time. And so real estate as a whole was this new, uh, new schedule, new process, new everything in the way that I was thinking and the way that I had been programmed to think about my work. And I remember talking with that coach and them just saying to me, well, what do you want? Where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in five years? And I would say, oh, you know, I want to build a house or have a vacation home or pay off debt. I mean, it was very superficial or not superficial, very surface level answers that I was giving. And the coach challenged me to write out a hundred dreams that I want to see myself accomplish. And so I journal is really important to me. So I started journaling what some of those dreams were. And I mean, a hundred dreams is really hard to come up with. Um, and so I think I got to about 10 or 15 was like, okay, well, I've pretty much dreamed all I can dream. There's not a lot left. And then I went a little bit further and thinking about the future I wanted, what happens when my kids are out of the house, what happens when my kids have kids, what happens when I'm retired or we do want to go on vacation or how could I make my husband be able to retire from his job. So I started thinking so much bigger and so much bolder, but it was because I stepped out of my comfort zone, talked to my coach and said, I want to, I want this to work. I want to make it in this business and I will be a powerful woman in this business, a mover and shaker in this business that people will come to me um, for advice. People will come to me for ideas and see me as an expert. And I'm still <laughs> dreaming and still doing that and um, still have a long ways to go in my growth. But I think that I've come a really, really long ways um, to be in the business for five years. So I just want to recap some things, uh, some tips that Emily just gave you. Those, those were amazing. Um, so that we can circle back and you can write these down because this is pivotal. She just said some magical things that is that would absolutely change the face of your business or your career. The first thing was um, she had some limiting beliefs. Your limiting belief was that it was a man-based business, right? Um, so probably, I'm just guessing, I don't know this, probably triggered a little bit of not enough, you know, because you, you are a female. Um, not that females are not enough, but that you were female in a men's world, um, just to clarify. Um, and then the second thing she did was she actually invested in herself. And that is so important. And sometimes we fear investing in ourselves because we don't necessarily have all of that money right now. But um, it, it is said, and I, I've shared this on this podcast before, Robin Sharma says, if you want to double your income, triple 
your personal growth and development. The, triple the amount that you spend on your personal growth and development. And Emily, I know that you've done so many other things to grow yourself as well, but investing in a coach um, was huge. And I know you've been to many conferences, et cetera. The, the third thing I picked up on is journaling. Journaling is key. What is it that you journal? So I journal my gratitudes. Um, so I journal five gratitudes a day. And, you know, there are some days where it's hard for me to find something to be grateful for. Um, because I, I think for a long time I gave the, like the Sunday school answer of, oh, I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my husband. And I'm always grateful for those, but I started looking a little bit deeper on what I could be grateful for. And honestly, sometimes it's that I have a hot cup of coffee with my favorite creamer and, uh, or that I can sit in silence and not have anybody calling me or tell, asking mama for something or just to be able to sit in silence for a minute. Sometimes that is a gratitude of mine. So the journaling of the five gratitudes is key for me because it's such a great reflection on where you came the day before. Um, and then I write out 10 dreams. Um, there are 10 dreams that I want to accomplish in the next 10 years. And I write them down the same every single day. Um, and so as if they've already happened and I, I, for a long time, you know, it was hard for me to come up with those 10 dreams. Um, and writing them as if they've happened. Now I know that there's no doubt that I won't accomplish them. And then I just write out one goal that I have for the day. Um, that could be that I need to make 20 calls or that I need to send thank you notes to people that mean something to me or that I just need to show up. Um, it could be, I mean, it's different every day. There are a few days that it may be the same goal that I have Mm -hmm. um, several days in a row. Um, but that journaling piece is so important to me, um, because I can look back and see how far I've come and I can look back and I have a whole journal of things that I'm grateful, the things that I'm grateful for. I think as women, um, and if you are a wife and a mom and you're trying to run a business, perspective sometimes does get lost. And for me, the, the, you mentioned earlier, like the not enoughness or that I'm spending too much in my business, too much time in my business right now. And I'm neglecting my family because it's a busy time. Or if I'm spending too much time with my family and I'm neglecting my business, it gives me perspective on just how far I've come and great little reminders of things that I have to be thankful for. Um, and I think it's cool um, because my boys, like I don't hide my, it's not like I hide my diary and put a lock on it so nobody can see it. My journal is out in the open. It's in my living room and um, my kids have looked at it. I mean, my six-year-old can't read yet, but my, my 10-year-old has looked at it and he's put little notes in there for me. Um, I know my husband's looked at it. And so it's cool that it's this place of my thoughts and it's an open book for them to get to see. That's awesome. Awesome. And, you know, gratitude is important too, because it's just the mindset, the mindset of gratitude helps you look for the good 
um, instead of, you know, always focusing on what's not going right. So gratitude is, is so key. Um, can we go, you just said something that I think is pretty magical. Let's go. Can we go down the path of a working mom and that mom guilt, um, for just a minute, because I think a lot of women out there have that mom guilt and, um, you know, I did both. I worked and, and built a business and, and had, you know, kids, et cetera. And Emily, how do you balance that? Yeah. So it's, it's a real thing. Um, but here's why it's a real thing. Mom guilt exists because other moms have made other moms feel guilty. That's the only reason why mom guilt is a thing. My 10 year old has no idea, no idea what mom guilt is. And they would never put that on me. But who does put that on me are other women who don't understand what I'm doing, who don't understand my family dynamic or understand the goals and the dreams that I have for myself and for my family and for my business. It's an insecurity that they have in themselves that they are projecting onto me. And that is not fair. And that is not right. And so mom guilt starts with you. And you need to do a gut check to see if you're projecting that guilt onto other moms. Amazing. So in my life, mom guilt does not exist because I honestly don't, I really don't care what other moms think about what I'm doing. Yeah. Not- Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. Um, and, you know, honestly, you guys, who set the role of what a mom looks like? Who, who defined that? Right. Um, you have the opportunity to define your role. And if you have goals, dreams that you want to shoot for, you need to go for them because that's why you were created. I've watched Emily as she's building her business and parent and, and you know, wife and um, what I see is when, when she's with her kids, she's present. And that's the difference maker is, um, you know, you do what you need to do and you define your own role. But when you're present with your family, you're present with your family. And I, I've watched that with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important. That's what they remember is, sure. yeah, his mom was there. Well, um, and you the leverage piece is really big as well. Um, Because as much as I think that I can do it all and I can do a lot of things, I can't do everything and be everything to everyone. So I definitely had to set boundaries on what I would say yes to and what I would say no to. Um, And the leverage piece was something that I had to say yes to. Um, So I have help. And I'm not afraid to say that I have help, um, but I have somebody that helps me pick up my boys every single day from school. Um, I have somebody that helps me with my laundry. I have somebody that helps me with my cleaning so that when I am home, the only responsibility I have is to my family. I'm, I'm not busying myself with stuff that I don't like doing. I mean, who actually likes to do laundry or who actually likes to clean. And so I know that 
my boys get picked up from school by somebody that loves and adores them. And they're home for a couple of hours before I get home. And when I get home, I'm here. So it's, that is a huge, a huge piece. And even if you can just afford to do one thing, like having somebody pick up your kids from school or having somebody help you clean your house, that's a huge step in getting some of your time back. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that, that frees, not only frees you up to be more available for your family, but it frees you up to do the work that you need to do that will make income. That's just, that's just smart business. That's one regret that I have, honestly, is I did not see that quick enough. Part of it was I was a perfectionist and nobody could clean my house the way I cleaned it. So I had to let that responsibility go. But you guys, um, you are worth a house cleaner. You are worth having somebody cook for you or go to the grocery store. Those are things that does not make you a better mom or a better wife. Um, so uh, I love that you, that you see that, Emily. That's such a great, great point. Um, so I'm curious. I know how you, you found your passion but um, what is it that you're super passionate about today? And how did you get to where you are with that passion? So I, the passion that I discovered for me was after it was, I think I probably discovered it maybe in high school um, that I love people and I love being in relationships with people. I love serving people. Um, and so I knew that whatever job I I needed to have or could find, I wanted it to be people focused. And I think that's why I was led down the nonprofit sector um, line of work, just because I got to be in relationships with people and serve people every single day. And so now in real estate, it's the same thing. It's people before profits. And my relationships are so important with every client I come in contact with, with the women on my team, with other agents that I'm friends with. It's about them first before it's about me or anything that I'm taking home to my family. And so I think if you're able to discover what, what that is for you, and maybe it, you're passionate about helping people, or maybe you're passionate about, um, I don't know, whatever it is, that's what wakes me up in the mornings is that desire to help people. Because I know by me helping others and me living out that calling that I have in my life, the goals and the dreams that I do have are going to happen because I'm, I'm in my line of passion. Absolutely. And by the way, you guys, if you have listened to my interview with Alyssa Cavallaro, um, she has said almost verbatim what Emily said. And I think that there's no coincidence that that happened. I did not put these words into their mouths, but truly successful people put people first. They love to help people. So whatever your passion is, maybe your passion is, is cooking. Maybe your passion is writing a book or, you know, whatever that may be. It's, it's do the, do the thing that's going to help people. And I, I think that's key so key to your success, Emily, and you are a great, amazing people builder. Um, anybody that comes in contact with Emily is just like, oh my goodness, I love her so much 
because you, you truly do, your light shines and it shines um, so bright. Um, one of the things that I've actually seen in you, and I see this in, you know, most successful people is, is great work ethic. And you have amazing work ethic. I saw it, you know, from when you were in high school, uh, running track to college, there were so many amazing things that you did in college. Your work ethic is just incredible. How, what do you think inspired you to have that work ethic? Most of us have that one thing or like, that's why I have what I have. I think it's because, um, I think there's two, two reasons. I mean, my dad is a coach. And so growing up in a home where a parent is a coach, um, there's not a lot of room for excuses or um, just kind of halfway doing something that's not really an option. And so he was a coach when I was born. So that's all, that's all I know. And I think that because of him, that was instilled in me at a very young age. Um, school did not come easily to me. I made really good grades, but it's because I worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to make good grades because it did not come easily to me. Things that I liked was came really easy to me, but math, science, those things were not easy for me. And so I had to work so much harder than somebody that it did come easily to because it just wasn't, I, I didn't care, but I cared about my grades. Um, and so I did have to work really hard at that. Um, sports came very easily to me. I was extremely athletic, um, and was a natural athlete. And so I learned that I had to be very coachable. And if I wasn't coachable, I wasn't going to see playing time. I wasn't going to win. And I liked to win. Um, and I did not like sitting on the bench. So whatever I could do to make sure that I didn't sit on the bench and to make sure that I would win, I would do. And so a lot of that is just listening and not thinking that I am better than and just working my butt off on the court, on the field, um, in the classroom to make sure that, that I won. And so um, I think that, I mean, it all kind of goes back to dad being the coach because I learned a lot of really great life skills from him. <laughs> Gosh, Emily, that was chock full of nuggets in that one little question. Um, you know, work ethic is, is, is everything. And um, yeah, you, you did. I know you had to work through grades. Math was not your thing. And there were many times when you would just be like, you know, feel so down on yourself because, you know, your dad was good in math and I was good in math. And um, but you guys, you have to own who you are. And she wasn't good at math, but she was so good in so many other things. And so we really pointed out the good in her um, for sure. But work ethic is, um, is everything. The second thing that she said is coachability. Coachability. Why in the world would we not want to learn from someone who has done it longer than we have, who has a history of success? I had to learn that personally when I went into business and um, just to be coachable in medicine. It was really interesting because if you, um, you know, you were 
in, in school, if we didn't get the answer right, we were kind of, um, you know, called out in front of our peers. And so asking a question was something that I learned not to do very often because of that particular situation. But starting my own business, I had, I had to be coachable. If I wanted to succeed, I needed to follow the people that had succeeded before me. So awesome, awesome tips. What is next for Emily Woolley? Goodness, that is a loaded question. <laughs> um, next for me, so I, this year I joined um, within our real estate company, I was able to join um, an expansion organization, which is the number four expansion team in our company worldwide. Um, I think we're on track to sell about 3000 houses in 2020, which is absolutely incredible. Um, we're in 30 locations throughout the U S and so, um, you know, just getting to be a part of that organization and getting to take on those systems and those models and the leverage pieces that they do offer and just being around a culture of people who, whose values align, um, but whose goals are huge and who supports your goals as well. Um, that's been a game changer for me. And so if you would have even asked me a year ago, like if we would have been having this conversation a year ago, I would not have predicted this happening right now in my life. And so it's pretty incredible how quickly your life can change in just a matter of months. Um, but for me, you know, people ask all the time, especially in the business that I'm in, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm, I'm at the point where I've only been in the business for five years and my business has grown very, very quickly, um, to become, you know, I, I have a top business in our community. And so in five more years, holy cow, my business is going to be incredible. I would love to be, um, you know, more on the leadership side of my business, hiring, coaching, casting vision with my teammates and letting them shine and be in production and me kind of taking a back seat, um, being able to help them. Um, investments for me is going to be huge. Um, and speaking for me, I think is going to be huge as well. And so um, five years from now is going to be, I mean, I'm going to have a driver in my house in five years and um, a kid in high school and one in fifth grade. And um, I'm going to be not be in my thirties anymore. And, um, a lot will have changed in five years, but it's really, really exciting. Cause I feel like where I'm at in my life right now is I know that I know that I know that I'm in the right spot to gear me for the next five years. I, and I, I love your vision, Emily, because I think that is your sweet spot coaching and, and leading and growing people. That is absolutely your sweet spot. Um, so you, you said investing, and I would love just to chat for just a second about the real estate investing piece of it, um, because I know that it's, um, you know, we have kind of grown together in that learning process of investing in real estate. I, can you share with the audience um, and those who are listening, why is it a good time to invest in real estate right now? Yeah, so... It, 
I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the saying, but the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. So that same saying applies in real estate. Like the best time for you to have invested in real estate was a long time ago, but the second best time is now. Um, We are in a year where there are a lot of unknowns and a, a lot of factors are going into our economy. Um, a lot of factors are going into the housing industry. It was an election year. There are so many things um, that are a lot of unknowns right now. Um, but the cool thing about it is that the housing market is the really the strongest it's been in a very, very long time. And money is being lended out at historic all-time lows for interest rates. And so any opportunity that you have as an investor to capitalize on an investment property and getting your your interest rate less than 4% is completely unheard of, unheard of. Um, Really a year ago, or even at the beginning of this year, if you were an investor and you bought an investment property for, and you got an interest rate that was around 6%, that was, that was pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. And now we're locking people in with interest rates in the 3% range, which is crazy. So if anytime these interest rates are low, it's like they want you to buy investment properties. Um, and there are deals out there to be, to be had. And so, um, it's almost like free money that is, is being given and you have an opportunity. You only have to put 20% down, um, for an investment property. And, um, anyway, it's, it's a great time to invest right now. Yeah, it is. It is a great time. And you guys, um, it's always uh, smart to have multiple streams of income. And um, real estate is something that I've always wanted to play in. And um, when Emily became a realtor, I'm like, let's let's do this. So, um, Emily, this has been I'm serious. You guys, you could everything that Emily has said you could build a very powerful life for yourself. She gave so many great tips, so many great um, great nuggets that you can use for your business, but also parenting and marriage as well. So I appreciate you being on this, this um, podcast with me and I am beyond, beyond proud uh, of you and just seeing what, what you are creating in this world because you have been bold and with your ambitions. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So again, you guys, I wanna thank you for being a part of this community. We have a private Facebook group that's designed just for you. It's Women Empowering Women. I go live a couple of times a week and I give tips about um, leadership, entrepreneurship, being a mom, a wife, marriage, et cetera. And if you would like to be a part of that group, just go to deannaheron.net and request to be a part of Deanna's Diamonds. I would love to have you. You would be a valuable asset to that group. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. It's just Deanna Heron, D-E-A-N-N-A-H-E-R-R-I-N. So Emily, if people want to get a hold of you, how would they reach you? You can reach me on social media. 
Um, it's just M my, um, Instagram handles, Emily underscore Wooly W O O L E Y. Um, you can reach me there or, um, my email is just Emily Wooly at kw.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you everyone. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you or talking to you next week. Take care. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron podcast show at deannaheron.net.